0: You know, just taking those mindful moments, taking that deep breath that we tell our kids to take when they're upset, take that deep breath and sit back and just settle down before you take your next step, before you say the next word. I think that it's incredibly important to be looking for the good things in our lives right now, Um, especially with so many things around us that can feel so dark I think it's especially important to look for the bright spots.
1: Welcome to Everything is Spiritual, a podcast from Soul Care Urban Retreat Center. We're talking with local folks, faith leaders, creatives, thinkers, and community advocates, getting personal about their faith and spirituality and how it shows up in their daily life and work. I'm Kelly Skinner, your host. And I'm sharing these heart-centered conversations to invite you to become more aware that everything is spiritual and to deeply connect with what is most true and alive in your own everyday life. Welcome back, seekers. So today I have a special treat for you all. So before Everything is Spiritual came about I did something called Soul Chats. It was really a passion project that I wanted to try in June of 2020 in the early months of COVID. And at that time, I was talking to some really great people who had just helpful wisdom and resources to share. And so I figured that I would use Zoom to record those conversations, and that's where this podcast was born. And so this episode is actually a replay of one of those Soul Chats with my friend Crystal Wendelberger from Milwaukee. She is an author and a speaker who has a real passion about the intentional practice of gratitude. This conversation is about appreciating the little things, both things that people do for us, and things around us. And she offers some really great tips and great insight on how to practice gratitude more intentionally and more consistently. So even though this conversation happened about a year and a half ago, the insights she shares about noticing the beauty in life during that weird time of social distancing and sheltering in place is still really relevant today. Practicing gratitude is something that I just am adamant that it's so important then and now and always. So take a listen. I'd love to hear what you think after you listen to this episode. And if you liked it, leave a review on your favorite podcast app share a comment on the episode page, or just shoot me an email and let me know about the conversation that I had with Crystal and maybe your observations about where we started and where we are now. So with that, enjoy. Hi, Crystal. Welcome. Hi,
0: Kelly. Thank you so much for having me today.
1: Yeah, I'm really excited about our conversation. It's a beautiful day today, and there's lots of good stuff to be talking about today.
0: Absolutely agree.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
0: Beautiful weather here, too. So we in the Midwest have to, like, hang on to these beautiful days.
1: Oh my gosh, yes. Uh, I know I've been using my porch a lot more this year, more than ever, and just really trying to uh, ground myself and root myself in outside just more than ever.
0: Yeah, for sure. Yeah.
1: So we're going to be talking today about gratitude, which I know is one of your favorite topics to talk about. So tell me kind of how you got interested in that whole topic.
0: Well... I think I have a natural capacity for gratitude and I have noticed over the course of my life that that's a pretty helpful thing to have because I can also you know just as easily go to the dark side like anybody else but what I've noticed is that because I have this capacity for gratitude it really allows me to pull out of some of those difficult times and my parents really really stressed gratitude They, you know, were always please and thank you people. But more than that, I think they showed us, like, how to be excited about the good things in life, you know. So, and I think that's part of what gratitude is. So, you know, just getting really excited for chocolate chip cookies when we were really little and like making that a really huge deal because we didn't have cookies all the time. So when my mom made them, it was like a, wow, you know, and she made it into this like, you know, spectacular thing that we were like, Oh, thank you. And I think that's really what gratitude is, right? It's that noticing when things are special, when something in life is good. And I did write the book in direct response to Well, my dad was diagnosed with terminal cancer, a very fast moving cancer about 12 years ago, 13 years ago. And at the same time, I became pregnant with our third child and he was a really wonderful surprise. Mm -hmm. Um, But it was all like the whole time was very discombobulating. And I had an afternoon when I was just sort of plopped on my couch, and somebody had taken my kids to their after-school activities, and I had a minute to sit there, and another friend had brought a fabulous meal for my family, and I just felt, I just felt an overwhelming sense of gratitude for these people in my life who were helping to take care of me, and I just thought, wow, I I want to share this feeling with people, so I want to, create something that allows people to tap into that feeling on their own. Mm,
1: that's incredible. I know during just this weird time of quarantine and shelter in place and being at home, I think a lot of us have done unusual things, like you were talking about being um being little and baking cookies, and it wasn't an everyday occurrence. And so we're all kind of trying new things, whether it be baking, whether it be gardening, whether it be doing game night or movie night, or I have a friend who now has um, a kiddo at home for the summer and he does like dad summer camp every single day with different themes. And so how do you take those things and actually take a beat and take a pause And really do make them special and have a moment of gratitude that they're even happening. Or we have to have the space where they're happening. Yeah, I think that
0: if you have the natural inclination, you know, just maybe be even more intentional about looking for those things and really, really noticing. Wow, you know, I would never have had the time to do this. I would never have had the time to have dad camp if... (laughs) you know, this if this shutdown hadn't happened. um, I think it's that being really intentional. You know, I sometimes like to say, it's like using your life as a treasure map, you Mm -hmm. know, and just really finding the treasure in each day. And we have to do that intentionally, right? Because human beings have negativity bias and we Uh are, you know, designed to look for danger, to protect ourselves. And so we have to be very intentional about looking for the good stuff. That's just the
1: key is, is to look for it. Every day, make that commitment to look for it.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: How do people train themselves to do that? I mean, if you're just kind of going along and you're not on autopilot, but, you know, always thinking about the next thing and the next thing I have to do and I'm busy, even, even in our slower lives, we're still busy. How do you train yourself to do that?
0: Yeah, I totally struggle with that. I just had to write myself a note the other day to do just one thing at a time Mm -hmm. and not to think too far forward about the next thing, you know, just do the thing I'm doing. So I do think, again, it's being intentional and then putting specific practices into place that you can draw on. So it's like building a muscle, just like if you wanted to, you know, become a better runner, you would run every day. Mm -hmm. Well, if you want to become better at gratitude, you have to practice every day. So it might be little sticky notes around your house to remind you. I'm a big fan of that. I don't know if other people like to do some people like that sort of thing. (laughs) Um, I think establishing a gratitude journal Mm -hmm. is a really great thing to do. We do um, gratitude. We either say our gratitudes or we do gratitude journal every night with our um, family. Mm -hmm. And it's just, we just call it three things. And you, before bedtime, you have to name three things that really made you happy that day. Mm -hmm. And, you know, it it forces your brain, even on, I've had days where I'm just so tired and I don't want to do it. And my son will say like, no, mom, we have to do it. This is, this is when you have to do it. And he's (laughs) always right. You know, like, oh, my breath. (laughs) Yeah. So I think it's, it's creating a practice for yourself, whatever that looks like. Um, You know, and it can be families, there are families who maybe used to do grace before dinner and haven't done that for a long time. I think that's a, a perfect practice, you know, just, and it doesn't, even if you aren't particularly religious, I think just to pause and reflect on, wow, I have this meal, you know, so often we just sit down and, We gobble up and, you know, we're not mindful at all about what we're eating or where it came from or any of that. So I think just taking that pause and, you know, most of us don't grow our own vegetables or fruits. We don't make our own stuff. Like thinking about that long trail of people Mm -hmm. that got that food onto your table. So I think it's just figuring out what works for you in terms of a practice, but sticking to it and practicing
1: yeah yeah it's just being consistent and not just doing it for for a couple of days just because it sounds like a good idea but actually developing that habit and developing a discipline of it is kind of the hard part of it so yeah. It's a weird time. I mean, we all started in March with uh, shelter in place and things shutting down. And then the last couple weeks, we've been you know, bombarded with um, images and things about racial injustice. And uh, now we're starting to talk more and more about opening up and what that looks like and new restrictions and Um, or not opening up and what that might look like later in the summer and the uncertainty that we're all dealing with and lack of normalcy. Um, I don't know that anything was actually truly normal, just what we were used to. Right. But why Why talk about gratitude now? Uh, Why is it even more important now?
0: Yeah, I, I think it is even more important right now because there is so much uncertainty for so many of us. So I think, um, again, if you have an established practice, amid all of the chaos, if you know you can go back to that practice, it can be really powerful and helpful. I think also we have to be careful not to discount our feelings. You Mm -hmm. know, like this is a time when people are feeling... Sad. they're feeling frustrated, they're feeling angry, Mm -hmm. they're feeling unheard, all kinds of feelings and emotions that people are having right now. I think it's important to acknowledge those emotions Mm -hmm. and then have the strategies in place to not dwell in them. And Mm -hmm. that's where, you know, just taking those mindful moments, taking that deep breath that we tell our kids to take when they're upset, Mm -hmm. take that deep breath and sit back and just settle down before you take your next step, before you say the next word. I think that it's incredibly important to be looking for the good things in our lives right now, Um, especially with so many things around us that can feel so dark. I think it's especially important to look for the bright spots So, you know, if you're feeling upset about the racial injustice that's happening in our country, and it's it's been happening in our country for 400 years, if you're feeling particularly upset about it right now, you know, I have a number of times just thought, I'm really grateful for these young people who are stepping up in a way that, wow, we've never seen such a diverse coalition of people stepping up like this to say no more. Mm -hmm. And I've had so many friends who have contacted me who maybe have never really even thought deeply about race relations, who are saying, what am I supposed to do? Like, what should I be reading? What should I be looking at? So, you know, I'm really grateful for those things. And I'm really grateful for this sort of awakening that people are having. And so however you see it, there is always something in it that you can pull out and the good stuff.
1: Mm -hmm. Yeah, I I keep hearing you. Um, What struck me in what you just said was that taking a look at something from multiple different perspectives. So if you have this thought that comes into your mind, then reexamining it, and trying to, you know, turn it over and see if there's something good on one side of it, or follow it down the rabbit hole or down the path a little bit further and see if there's something that good that you can find with it. So kind of training your mind to find something positive out of whatever situation that you're in.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And sometimes there may be a particular issue or... Occurrence that just you can't find it. You know, I mean that certainly happens to us where we just can't find anything good in what has happened and then for your own resilience and your own well-being that's when you can draw on a practice of gratitude and just go to some of the things that are good in your life the things that are okay Mm-hmm. It could be as simple as um, thinking about your favorite book or your favorite television show or your favorite song mm-hmm. and really um, being grateful for the artist who created it and, mm-hmm. and just so happy that, that I'm so glad that that song is in the world for me. You know, I think it, 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 what it does is it doesn't make the bad stuff go away. It's still there, but you have found a way to shift your perspective and authentically pull up good feelings, right? Like positive thinking can sometimes be like, you know, everything is okay. Everything's okay. Which is, it's not always realistic. You know, sometimes everything isn't okay. We have real challenges in front of us. And so it's going in and finding an authentic something that brings you happiness and joy and peace and contentment. And whether that's, a past relationship or a song or your garden or whatever it is if you can spend a little time focusing on that you can take your body out of that fight or flight or deep sadness and just get a break which is gonna allow you to deal with whatever challenges in front of you so much more skillfully and effectively
1: yeah, I was just noticing your pink door and I love your pink door. And I think one of the um, things that if you're grasping around and trying to find something to be grateful for, it you can also be grateful for your past self who had the forethought to paint your door pink and create a cheerful moment so that you can appreciate that and find joy in that second of looking at your pink door and be grateful for your past self, if nothing else.
0: Absolutely. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. So looking around and saying, what is good here that I am responsible for? What good have I created in my life? That's a really great point. Um, and you can also, if you, if you can't thank yourself, I can thank my really good friend, Lisa, who chose the colors for this room. <laughs> and I can thank my husband who agreed to paint all of it. You know, and that's true. Like, I can really, um, you know, think about that. Wow, those two wonderful people in my life really contributed to my well-being with their own thoughts and actions. And I think we can always find those things, always, no matter who we are. There Mm -hmm. is someone who at some point extended some kindness to you. Mm -hmm. You have to look back 20 years to find it, then that's what you have to do. Mm -hmm. Right. And, and, And give yourself a chance to focus on that so that you can, again, just give your body a break and a chance to come out of any anxiety or fear that you're having.
1: Right. So talk about that a little bit. Um, That's one of the things that I really appreciate in what you have to offer is not just this surface level gratitude, but this almost like an embodiment practice of gratitude. So talk about that. I know um, you give out cute notes sometimes in your programs, like thank you notes, so somebody can can a lot of thank you note right then, or you talk a lot about using stories uh, Mm -hmm. to kind of bring up those grateful moments in your past, or to help remind yourself to kind of dissect the situation. Talk about that as kind of gratitude as an embodiment practice.
0: Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I do think that gratitude is something that's really deep. I mean, I think that's why it's so powerful. I think it is if you really, really, you know, do that deep dive, you will find so many levels of, you know, beauty. So for instance, if I wanted to think about my pink door again, and think about my friend Lisa, who chose these colors, I might think back to how I met her. What were the circumstances that brought us together? And how is it that we've stayed friends for 30 some years? Like, what are all of those things? And I think, that's kind of the magic of it, right? Like you think back, holy cow! Like I have this pink door because I have this friend who I met 30 years ago because we both sort of randomly ended up in you know nearby dorms and had some mutual friends. You know, it's you just kind of think about that, and then you say, "Wow, how great that we had that mutual friend! How did I meet that mutual friend?" Right. And, and and you you know, you see that your life is really this amazing matrix of connections and that's the depth and that's why it can be so powerful because mm-hmm. you can really sink into that and you mentioned the note cards you know sending somebody a note of gratitude is just a really powerful practice and and if you can even take the time to really write a letter to somebody mm-hmm. and really describe in detail What it is that you love about them. You know, if you're really feeling down and you can think of that one person who makes you feel really happy, somebody you really love, even if they're gone, you can take the time to write a letter to them and describe in detail how they've impacted your life. What it is you love about them. It's really meaningful for the person who gets the letter, but it's just as meaningful for you because, you know, I'm big on writing, and I'm big on using your pen to write. When you're thinking about these deep things, you know, when we write, we have to get specific. So things that maybe just are vague, you know, notions floating around in our head, when we decide to write them down, we have to get specific about what it is we're thinking. We have to organize our thoughts and put them down. And that doesn't mean you have to be like some kind of great writer, it means that you just have to stop and think. You can't just sort of let the thought flip by. You're going to really think it through and put it down on paper. And that's really powerful
1: to articulate
0: that. those things.
1: I love that. And I love um, during this time, I've actually made it more of a practice for me. I've always loved uh, notes, and I, I grew up like you, where uh, we had to write thank you notes for everything, so I've always really liked it, um, but during this time, I've made it a practice of doing two to three a day, and it is, it's a a—it's a twofer, because I get a, a spark of joy writing and sending that note, and I know the person that I'm sending it to gets a spark of joy receiving the note, so yeah,
0: Absolutely.
1: it's a twofer. <laughs> <laughs>
0: so much fun to get um, a little card in the mail with a handwritten, you know, amid all of our junk mail that we get. Yeah,
1: Yeah, it's it's awesome. Mm
0: -hmm. It is. Uh, I love that you're doing that. Two or three of
1: your days. It's been such a great practice. And it's something that I I always wanted to do and always talked about doing, and now I have the time to do it. Yeah. Yeah. Love that. So we are gonna be partnering together in July, and Crystal is going to be presenting a workshop uh, with Soul Care. We're gonna be doing an online workshop uh, on gratitude. So do you wanna talk a little bit about that and give us a, a just a teeny tiny little teaser? Yeah, I would love to.
0: Um, so the, the workshop that I have developed is, um, is really to, to give people an experience and it's an experiential workshop It's really a chance to not just learn about something but to actually practice so we will do a little bit of mindful practice we'll learn about how to calm and settle our bodies a little bit mm-hmm. um, we'll practice listening because I'll read to you which is something that if you're, if you're lucky enough that somebody read to you as a child, you know how lovely that is. Mm-hmm. And when we're adults, you know, nobody reads to us anymore. <laughs> and so, um, you know, having that experience and just taking the time to pause and listen. And then we'll do some journaling with prompts that really will get you going so that you're not, you know, I've had people say, oh, journaling, I'm no good at that or I don't like that. But after they do the process, they say, oh, that was wonderful, because we'll really take the time to give you some good prompts and then allow you to articulate some of these deeper feelings and deeper experiences that are perhaps hidden, you know, even to you right now. So yeah, it'll be very experiential. My goal always is for people to leave feeling refreshed, Mm. feeling like they've built some resilience. And also that they have skills that they can continue to use and continue to practice well
1: beyond the workshop. That's awesome. Well, We'll be doing that on Tuesday, July 14th. So we'll be putting lots of stuff out uh, for people to connect with that and to sign up for that and, Mm -hmm. and get back as, as we're starting the ball rolling with soul care again. So we're excited about that.
0: Yeah, I'm, super excited to be a part of it and to connect with your community.
1: Mm-hmm. It's a wonderful community. We have lots of amazing people. So uh, as we kind of wrap up our conversation, uh, my favorite question to ask at the end is what's giving you life right now?
0: Ooh, that's a very good question. I think a few things I am so, so blessed to have three healthy kids, mm-hmm. and I think sort of watching their reaction and how they are responding to what's happening in our country and the actions that they're taking has been really inspiring to me, and it is giving me a lot of joy to see them just having a sense of, of what's right and standing up for it. So um so that's giving me a lot of joy and again we live in the midwest so <laughs> just the weather is giving us joy right like to be able to go outside and not be bundled up and have you know right food and have to you know grimace against the wind uh, just to step outside gives us gives us joy gives
1: me joy anyway uh, for sure although it is sad because uh, once upon a time I lived in Milwaukee many years ago and what a lot of people don't know is that Milwaukee has a festival almost every weekend for different cultures and different musics and it celebrates the wonderful diversity in the city of Milwaukee and all these different identities and i bet um every single one of those festivals are canceled which is probably so sad
0: yeah unbelievably and probably kelly since you lived here things have gotten even like bigger in terms of festivals and like every park has music you know live music every night of the week you can find some festival like thing to do Mm -hmm. and yep all that stuff is canceled this summer Mm -hmm. um so it's going to be interesting, and a lot of us are sad and disappointed. But for me, I'm finding that you know what, uh, this is going to be kind of an old-fashioned summer, where we just have to make our own fun every night. Uh huh. I'm kind of relishing this opportunity to just not have to rush out. You know, like when again, when we live in a cold weather climate, we feel like every night you have to make <laughs> use of everything because the clouds that'll leave me feeling in the summertime just you know like (sighs) so um just to think about like taking it easy all summer and having no pressure to go anywhere because there's nowhere to go um not not so bad
1: definitely yeah there's uh there there is a a bright side of that Mm
0: -hmm. and
1: I keep saying um having the time to be fallow and to rest is we're going to have amazing things that are going to be growing out of this time whenever this time is over. So, uh, just imagine all the creativity all these wonderful musicians will be having because they've been forced to maybe not perform and, and not be out there. And, and just the creativity that will be coming out of the community and um, different ways to be sharing that that's going to be really exciting whenever it happens again.
0: It's, it is. it is. We, we had recently a jazz band on a truck that I rode through that the neighborhood. <laughs>
1: That's awesome. See, creativity and ingenuity um, are, I think, two of the gifts that are going to be coming out of this. uh, And it could very well be a new renaissance for us. So,
0: um, And I, I also just would say that, you know, not everybody is as lucky as we are to be able to just enjoy this time. Mm-hmm. And okay. so I think for those of us who who are lucky enough to be able to say, oh, I'm working from home and I'm able to enjoy the evenings or whatever it is, um, I think to be able to use some of our extra time to educate ourselves about mm-hmm. important issues, mm-hmm. take some time to understand other people's perspectives. I think we can use this time really wisely to sort of go a little deeper. And when we... Come out of this. Um, hopefully we will have some more empathy and understanding for others and can work together to do things better.
1: Yeah. And I know even to double down on that, I mean, I know we've been taking some of our resources that we would have been using to go out, you know, for concert tickets or for um, maybe not eating out as much because we're still doing pick up, and that kind of thing. But taking some of our resources that we would have spent on some of those other things and I have the ability to be able to make donations to causes that I believe in and people that I believe are doing great work. So that's another way of uh, kind of looking at I am fortunate to be able to have some of that disposable time and disposable income and, and not everybody else's.
0: Yeah. And yeah. finding a way to um, give that back.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Wonderful. Well, this has just been such a great conversation. It's
0: been really lovely to actually see your face, Kelly.
1: Thank you for listening to Everything is Spiritual and taking time to nourish your soul. Tune in each week for a little community and a lot of conversation. Or subscribe in your favorite podcast app so that you don't miss our next episode. For more resources around spiritual exploration, restoration, and transformation, be sure to sign up on our mailing list at experiencesoulcare.com. Visit our website for information on retreats, workshops, and services from our partners. Or better yet, come visit our welcoming space in Urbana to say hi and get a steaming cup of tea. Soul Care Urban Retreat Center is a warm, welcoming, and accessible place for you to refresh, Renew and restore your mind, body, heart, and soul. We set a great big table and everyone is welcome. Until next week, be well.